We now know the final lineup for the knockout stages of the UEFA Champions League. The group stages of this season's competition are over. On Tuesday, Dries Mertens scored a sensational goal, which saw Napoli top Group B. Mertens dummies the shot into the penalty. Oh, it's a super goal! Lovely feint and dribble from Dries Mertens and made the difference for Napoli. Meanwhile, Robert Lewandowski showed his class for Bayern again. It's Lewandowski, it's a wonderful goal, right into the top left-hand corner, and Robert Lewandowski has put Bayern in front. While on Wednesday, Dortmund equalised in the dying minutes against Real Madrid to finish top of Group F. Well-weighted ball for Obama Yang taking on Sergio Ramos, delivers into the middle, equalising goal! Marco Royce has got the touch, Dortmund are back from two behind to level it! While Sevilla and Porto also confirmed their place in the last 16. We'll hear from key players and head coaches, including Maurizio Sarri, Arsene Wenger, Rui Vittoria and Carlo Ancelotti, as we analyse all of the action right here on UEFA Champions League Match Day Live. Welcome to the show. I'm Rob Daly and I'm joined by European football expert Chris Parrott. Chris, that was a pretty good end to the group stage for 2016-17. Wasn't it? And given that 12 of the 16 had been determined before match day six, you wondered were there going to be as many tales? Yes, there were. So many stories, late goals, comebacks, hat-tricks and ultimately a, a fantastic last 16 lineup. One debutant in Leicester City. Everybody else has been there before and there is some some immense pedigree as ever in the first knockout round of the competition. Okay, here are all the results from match day six of the UEFA Champions League from the Tuesday. Group B, Benfica one, Napoli two, Dynamo Kiev six, Besiktas nil. Group D, Bayern one, Atletico nil, PSV nil, Rostov nil. Group C, Manchester City one, Celtic one, Barcelona 4, Borussia Mönchengladbach 0. And in Group A, Paris Saint-Germain 2, Ludogorets 2, Basel 1, Arsenal 4. On Wednesday in Group F, it was Real Madrid 2, Borussia Dortmund 2, cracking game. Legia 1, Sporting 0. Group H, Lyon 0, Sevilla 0, Juventus 2, Dinamo Zagreb 0. In Group E, Leverkusen 3, Monaco 0. And Spurs 3, Sieska 1. Group G, Porto 5, Leicester 0, Club Brugge 0, Copenhagen 2. Chris, who are the 16 teams into the knockout stages? OK, here we go. Arsenal, yet again. Paris Saint-Germain, Napoli, Benfica, Barcelona, Manchester City, Atletico, Bayern, Monaco, Leverkusen, Dortmund and Real Madrid, Leicester, Porto, Juventus, and finally, last but not least, Sevilla. All done from memory. Well done, Chris Parrott. <laughs> Let's uh, start a review with Tuesday's games. In Group B, Benfica hosted Napoli. Richard Connolly, watch this one. Callahan through the centre there now, and Callahan has given Napoli the lead. 14 minutes into the second half, the Italian side in front, and Napoli heading through to the knockout phase as winners of Group B. Now Goulam down the left-hand side, that's nicely pulled back. Mertens dummies the shot into the penalty area. Oh, it's a super goal! Lovely feint and dribble from Dries Mertens. He's scored one and made one and made the difference for Napoli. Big chance for Benfica, Napoli have lost it at the back and it's 2-1. Beautifully finished by Raul Jimenez. 
Mistake at the back by Napoli. And the Mexican stepped in and coolly took his chance. It's a goal back for Benfica. Benfica one, Napoli two. Well, both teams through to the next round. The general consensus was that Dries Mertens, despite coming on as a sub, was man of the match in the Italian press. Let's hear from Napoli's winning coach, Maurizio Sarri. We all felt as though we deserved the points. We played in a difficult stadium and came out on top, qualifying in the process. They did it. Napoli rarely qualified top of the group, so we are delighted. I was a little angry that we weren't able to keep a clean sheet because we were in complete control, but we've qualified, so we can't dwell on that. There are a number of quality sides progressing to the knockout round, but we are ready to face any of them. Uh, Maritu Sari speaking there, Chris, and it seems that they may have found that, that solution they're looking for with Milik out injured. Merton sensational when he came on. Yeah, fantastic. Not for the first time off of the bench this season either and directly contributed to seven goals in the group stage, Dries Mertens. And as you heard from Richard Connolly, it was a it was a brilliant finish from, from the Belgium schemer who seems to be one of those players who pops up in lovely positions and he can't be trapped. Cahierhorn scored a, a good goal as well. Napoli were, were worthy winners. Um, first time through since 2011-12. It's, it's a long time and uh, Napoli thoroughly deserved it. They could have gone through, remember, on match day three and made history. They had to wait until match day six, <laughs> but it wasn't nervy. And I think nobody can argue that Napoli don't deserve to be in the last 16. Great performance from Mertens. By the way, for Callejon, 10 goals in his last 21 UEFA Champions League games. Very impressive from the former Real Madrid man. Uh, well, they may well have been on the losing side, but Benfica still qualified and their head coach, Rui Vitoria, is delighted to progress. Although we lost, we must underline the fact that for the second year in a row, a Portuguese team progresses from the group into the knockout stage. We must make sure we highlight this. We had a difficult start with just a single point from our first two games and everybody wrote us off. But we progressed and showed tremendous spirit to bounce back. We are amongst the 16 best teams in Europe and we have the privilege of competing in the next round. Vitoria's 17 match unbeaten run at home comes to an end for Benfica. Do you think they'll care too much, Chris? Um, I think they will do when they look back and they analyse the game because they were second best. But come Monday, and the draw in Neon, absolutely not. Ultimately, they've made it through, and as he alluded to, they had a very bad start in that section, bounced back well and did just enough. But they were helped out, boy, were they helped out by Dinamo Kiev. Yeah, 6 0 winners against Besiktas. Besiktas finishing the game with nine men. You sensed from the way the Besiktas players were talking that there was a general expectation they were going to win that game. Mm. So it was in their own hands, win and they were through. Yeah, it was. And, you know, you thought that Sergo Rebrov saying, no, we are, you know, we're going to go for this. You know, oh, he's, he has to say that as coach. We're going to play for the pride of Ukraine it, exactly. and the club. And, yeah, yeah. It, yeah, how often do you hear that and it, it doesn't come to fruition? Well, actually, <laughs> actually, they made history. Yeah. The biggest ever win for a team who have finished bottom of their section in the UEFA Champions League. And, and they were brilliant. I think Besiktas will look back at it. They were the architects of their own downfall, the, the two red cards and the penalty. But 6-0, disappointing for Besiktas because, you know, having, having led 3-0 against uh, Benfica and not, or sorry, come back 3-0, I should say, on match day five, they really had belief going to, uh, exactly. to Ukraine, but they couldn't see it through. It'll be a tough nut to crack in the UEFA Europa League then. Napoli win the group, Benfica second, Besiktas third and go into the UEFA Europa League next. Uh, our second feature match on Tuesday saw Atletico travel to Germany. They took on Bayern and it was a familiar name with the sole winning goal. Will it be the right foot of Lewandowski, the left of Douglas Costa? It's Lewandowski, it's a wonderful goal! 
right into the top left-hand corner, and Robert Lewandowski has put Bayern in front. It is a clinical and a wonderful free kick. It's Bayern 1, Atletico 0. It was a wonderful goal from Lewandowski, but remember, ahead of the game, Atletico had already won the group and Bayern were guaranteed uh, to finish second. But we saw two very strong starting 11s uh, from both head coaches. Here's a delighted Carlo Ancelotti. The performance was good. I think we played well all the time. Having a good control of the game with the possession, avoid the counter-attack with a good balance. At the end, it uh, was not important the result, but the performance gave us more confidence for the next games. And they certainly had chances to win by a bigger margin than that. But were you surprised by the team selection from both head coaches? I wasn't surprised from Carlo Ancelotti's point of view. Felt like a, an important game to win, having lost at the Calderon. And Bayern haven't quite fired under him yet this season. I think they will do. Um, so, no, Lewandowski's goal was fantastic. And from Atleti's point of view, they were going for that 100% group stage record so so no I'm not either because I, I think maybe a lot of is made of squad rotation but both of those giants really wanted to win the game and ultimately Bayern did through a, a fantastic Robert Lewandowski free kick is his second in in the space of a week having not scored one for two and a half years yeah sensational work from Lewandowski Bayern get the win but they finished second in the group Rostov though finished third and you could see at the end of the game Chris with that nil nil draw at PSV that got them into the UEFA Europa League how much it meant to them extraordinary story remember you know Kerben Badev took over a couple of years ago they were bottom of the Russian Premier League staring relegation in the face and here they are in a section with two superpowers in Bayern and Atleti beat one of them beat one of them basically playing for third place and that's what they got. They, they knew it was set up for the way that Rostov have played under Bodeev, and now he's, uh, he's further up the coaching chain. They would have loved that situation. Go and get a nil-nil draw somewhere and be the party pooper. And they were, and they had to hold on at the end. PSV had chances, but you know that their goal shy at the moment in the Eredivisie and in Europe and Rostov, UEFA Champions League debutants have extended their European adventure a little further. They have third behind Bayern in second. Atletico uh, top of the group. Here's Eindhoven. They'll be very disappointed. Philip Koch, who said they were well below uh, the standard they set last season in Europe. Uh, to Group C, Manchester City won, Celtic won. Nothing could change in terms of the positioning of teams in Group C. This was all done and dusted. Barcelona had already won the section. So City and Celtic rotated a fair bit. But Patrick Roberts, Chris, in particular, <laughs> in The Guardian and a lot of the, the English press, he's been taking the headlines. Yeah, he has. Uh, you know, one of these great rules that if you, if you loan somebody... If you draw them in, in European competition, they have to play. Well, they can play against you. We've seen it before with Thibaut Courtois against Chelsea and others. And Lucina Traore this season. Lucina Traore this yeah. season. And Patrick Roberts took his chance, didn't he? What, what an opportunity to impress a guy that sent you out on loan in Pep Guardiola. And the way, the way that he, he ran in, cut in from that right hand side and beat Willy Caballero will be of concern for Manchester City, who can't keep a clean sheet. Um, I think City could have won the game ultimately but as you said we knew it was going to be one two three four and for me that made Barcelona's performance all the more impressive four nil against Mönchengladbach they played all six of their summer signings and two of their signings from the year before Turan got a hat-trick one of those and all that you know conversations about well where is the next generation of Barcelona talent maybe that was a pointer on Tuesday night against Mönchengladbach a young team without two of Messi, Suarez and Neymar and that they were comfortable, comfortable winners against the Bundesliga team. Gladbach going to the UEFA Europa League now, finishing third. City in second. 
group winners will not want to be drawn against against City or Real Madrid, which we'll come to later. Yeah, absolutely. And that, you know, because all the all the champions are in pot one now, you always knew there were going to be a couple of huge teams who finish second, and Manchester City will be a team to avoid. OK, so here's the standings at the moment. Uh, and that group finishes with Barcelona top, City second, Gladbach third, Celtic are out of Europe, uh, for the season. Uh, let's turn our attention to Group A, Arsenal, with that big win at Basel. It finished 4-1 in the end. Lucas Perez uh, with a hat-trick. Arsene Wenger was very pleased with the goal scorer of that treble for the Gunners. I think he took advantage of the fact that we created good chances. And But he's a goal scorer, you know. He do, ne do never score. scored over 20 goals in Spain, and that's never coincidence. So, of all, I think he has shown that tonight, that he has a good smell for a goal in the, in the box. We did the job, I think, in a convincing way. We're mobile, uh, started very well, scored goals on all our accelerations and uh, overall we had a convincing performance. At least we have done our job and let's see what happens. OK, so Arsenal win the group. Chris, normally finish second in the <laughs> UEFA Champions League group. Are you seeing a different Arsenal to the one we've seen in the last three or four years? Yeah. And in Europe? Yeah, I think so. I think they know they have some... Some, some really world-class players, too, in, in Mesut Ozil and Alexis Sanchez, who is outstanding. And they have a stronger spine, I think, with, with Mustafi in particular. Um, you know, the question with Arsenal will be, can they go beyond the, the last 16? Much of that will depend on the draw. I, I still don't think they're in the, the really top bracket of a, of a Barcelona or a Bayern or a, mm. a Real Madrid. But, you know, first time they've, they've won their group in five years. First time unbeaten in the group stage since they reached the final. Um, 2005, 2006. So, Savenga has every every right to be very pleased. And I tell you, if Alexi Sanchez continues playing the way he is, well, maybe they will have the chance to beat someone. There was one fantastic tweet from uh, from Bayern, who of course finished second in the section, just saying, "Shall we book the transport to London now?" <laughs> With a picture of Ribery getting out of the helicopter. Okay. Uh, by the way, who's, who do you think is more important for Arsenal? Is it is it Alexis Sanchez or Mesut Özil? Alexis Sanchez. Yeah. Yeah. He's he's sparkling he's at the center of everything they do 18 goals six assists in his last 25 games for the gunners but paris saint-germain chris surely will feel disappointed not to have won that group they were hosting ludogorets in their last game knowing a win would guarantee them top spot in the section and in truth they were lucky to get a draw in the end against the bulgarian side yeah very late goal for Mankel di maria who had been booed he hasn't been on form parc de prince wasn't especially happy on tuesday night the whole squad's the owner and the coach, Unai Emery, had talked about how big this game was because they lost the weekend to Montpellier 3-0. And, and they didn't turn up, in all honesty. Yes, Cavani scored an overhead kick. Ludogorets were more than, more than worthy of their point. Paris Saint-Germain play Nice, who topped the table in Ligue 1 this, this weekend. That is a big, big game for, for that football club, who have been so dominant domestically. They've finished second. Now they have to hope for an easier tie in the last 16. But from Ludogorets, you know... Massive credit to them. They, they were probably playing for third with Basel from basically when the draw put them with Arsenal and Paris Saint-Germain. And they've gone there and they've got a, a fantastic point. And, you know, for them now, they're in the UEFA Europa League last 32. Job done for now. They can sit back, they can enjoy the winter break and they can come out firing in all cylinders in February. They certainly can. Arsenal win the group. Paris Saint-Germain second, Ludogorets third, Basel out of European competition. OK, next on Match Day Live, we're going to have analysis and reaction from Wednesday night's matches. Dizemos não ao racismo. Nein, sou racismo. Nem til racismo. Não ao racismo. Não ao racismo. Não ao racismo. 
Cristiano Ronaldo, Manuel Neuer, Zlatan Ibrahimovic, Vincent Kompany, Caroline Segar and Lionel Messi are just a few of the European football stars saying no to racism. European football united against racism. Respect. You're listening to UEFA Champions League Match Day Live. You're listening to Match Day Live with Chris Parrott and me, Rob Daly. We're going to start our review of Wednesday night's action in Group F. Borussia Dortmund visited the Bernabeu and Phil Blacker was our commentator for this one. And it's a really good ball into the box for Benzema. Opening goal for Real Madrid. They've made their pressure pay and it's Karim Benzema that scored it. Here come Madrid again with the ball in from James Rodriguez. It's 2-0 this time. It's Benzema again. He's on the end of it with a header on the far post. Benzema doubles his and his team's tally. And Real Madrid on course to top the group tonight. Julian Feigl with time to assess his options. Plays out wonderful ball over the top. Into the platform for Bamayang. And Dortmund are right back in the game. Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang, the top scorer, delivers again for Borussia Dortmund. There's another twist in the tail of the Bernabeu. And then trying to turn defence into attack with a well-weighted ball for Aubameyang taking on. Sergio Ramos delivers into the middle. Equalising goal! Marco Royce has got the touch. Dortmund are back from two behind to level it. Real Madrid two, Borussia Dortmund two. Brilliant comeback from Borussia Dortmund and Phil Blacker joins us on the show now. Um, Phil, there was real character from Dortmund and we saw that from the from the celebrations as well at the end of the game on the pitch of the Dortmund players. There was summed up their night, wonderful comeback. They showed real resilience, real courage and determination. Roman Weidenfeller, the goalkeeper, was speaking about that after the game. Yeah, he was integral at times, made a couple of fine saves. 2-2, it finished. Both teams had, had so many chances. Uh, it looked when Dortmund were just missing the, the clinical touch when they went 2-0 behind that it, it was going to have cost them. And still they were able to to summon up that, that reserve of character and find a little bit of extra quality as well. Once Obama Young got the, the goal back, the belief flooded back and you sensed that they believed again. I don't think they, they ever necessarily lost the faith, but yeah. once they got that one goal back, they continued to pile on the pressure. Real Madrid were looking edgy, not necessarily a situation that you see them in too frequently um, and they didn't deal with it particularly well having you know, been not dominant but, but clinical up to that point and you reflect then on the missed opportunity for Cristiano Ronaldo hit the post from right in front of goal, which would have made it 3-1, might have uh, finished things off. You can't take anything away, though, from, from Dortmund. Weidenfeller saying their will and their courage was crucial. I am in love with these evenings, was his quote <laughs> after the game. And you could see that, you know, a sentiment shared by, uh, by his entire teammates, as you mentioned, with, with the seams of celebration with their supporters at the finish. They're, they're the sort of team that, that you'd love to support, aren't they, Phil? Because they, they do just attack. But, but for Marco Royce, sum up what that would mean to to score the equaliser in such a big game after, you know, OK, he's been back for a few weeks now, but, you know, it's been such a torrid time for him personally, injury-wise. Imagine what he's going to be capable of when, mm. he, when he's fully fit and had a, a run of games under his belt. He slotted back into the side. First game in six months, a couple of weeks ago, on match day five. Uh, got the two goals, assisted, I think, with three uh, in the win against Legia. Uh, if, even uh, on match day six here, he was 
left out of the starting lineup, but the decision whether he's even going to be in the squad was left until midday on the, on the day of the game, I think, by Thomas Tuchel because he hadn't been training properly, he'd been suffering through illness, and yet comes on and, and changes the game again. I mentioned the way that the, their belief seemed to increase. Yes, it was partly down to Aubameyang getting that one goal back, but I think the introduction of Marco Royce, the influence that he exerted when he came on, regardless of being in the right place at the right time to, to finish things off and score the equalising goal, I think that was integral to it. He is this team's talent if they can get him, get him fit and keep him fit, yeah, you just wonder how far they can go. 21 goals from six group stage games is a record for a single season from Dortmund, beating the previous record of 20. Uh, truly staggering. And, and to be honest, for, for teams looking at this group, they'll probably go, well, either way, whoever wins that group, whoever finishes second, they're going to be an exceptionally tough draw in the round of 16. It was always likely to, to come down to to these two for for top spot, wasn't it? Both yeah. Clint's qualification. And this game, I mean, this game. Game. Despair. Yeah. this game, absolutely, it all came down to this. And yeah, in terms of future progress in the competition, not necessarily a huge blow to Real Madrid not to finish top of the group, but make no mistake about it, this will hurt. Yes, they've equaled a club record as well. They've gone 34 games unbeaten. You know, they've never gone more in the history, and yet still, I think they'll come off the field and the looks on the faces of some of the Real Madrid players we talked about the Dortmund celebration some of those Real Madrid players look crestfallen at the end not a side that have just gone into into their record books and into the round of 16 of, of the UEFA Champions League this will have hurt them equally Dortmund will take so much from this point uh, going through both teams going through the group unbeaten but to, to come back from 2-0 behind uh, under pressure and get the result to, to top the group that's going to do wonders for the confidence of this team. And does the way they played, we, we saw Sporting on match day one, could easily have got something. The way that Dortmund played, is is that a blueprint now for whoever draws Real Madrid in the last 16? Go at them, even if they score one, even if they score two. Carry on going at them, and they are still susceptible, certainly defensively, to give away what look to be comfortable leads. They are still a lack of a clean sheet. Again, that, that's been a, a real problem for them. Uh, in this competition and I think it is the best way to approach it if you sit back and try and defend against Real Madrid with the, the likes of Ronaldo who again you know four games now without a goal in the uh, UEFA Champions League first time since his Manchester United career eight seasons ago that 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 has happened still came close though Benzema questions about him maybe before the game to the point where Zidane Zidane had to defend his player uh, in the press conference scores two goals, could have had a hat-trick. James Rodriguez got his chance. They've got so much attacking talent in the team. If you sit back and try and defend against them, it's going to be maybe have to be an Atletico Madrid-style defensive display to even have a hope of, of succeeding. So when your strength, and Dortmund's strength, I think, is in attacking, uh, is in those sort of areas, then, then why not have a go? And they're not the first to prove that Real Madrid can be susceptible, and yet still, <laughs> nobody's beaten them this season. That, that can't be a coincidence. Uh, Phil, good thinking about your man of the match as well. Uh, Phil Black, our commentator for Real Madrid 2, Borussia Dortmund 2. Legia 1, Sporting 0 was the other result in that group. Legia go into the UEFA Europa League. Chris, given Legia's lack of European football in recent years, what do you think that will mean to the Polish club to, to finish third? A, a huge amount. You know, given they finish with a, a goal difference of minus 15 and 24 goals against, it was uh, it was some achievement to have, have come into match day six knowing that if they won, they extended their European journey this season. But they did, and they kept a clean sheet, Rob. Uh, and actually, I think it's a triumph for the way they've played since the the midway point, really, of this group stage, where they have just attacked. Uh, Guillermo got the only goal after 30 minutes. They were thoroughly deserved that lead. They'd already had a goal chalked off, rightly so, for, for offsides. Uh, Prijevic had a, 
had a couple of chances too. Second half, totally different. Jorge Jesus was going potty on the touchline. Sporting laid siege to the Legia goal. Given those stats I've said about how leaky they've been defensively, you thought, well, they're going to concede, but they didn't. <laughs> Goalkeeper made string of outstanding saves. William Carvalho then got sent off. And, and against all the odds, really, it's Legia who finished third behind Dortmund and Real Madrid. And, and so they go into the, the last 32 of the UEFA Europa League. They certainly do. OK, let's turn our attention, Chris, to Group H now. And we'll speak to our commentator uh, for Sevilla away at Lyon, Adam Summerton. Adam, Lyon, we knew the situation. They had to win, really, by a two-goal margin to, to finish above Sevilla in the section. But they, they lacked that finishing touch, perhaps. Yeah, they did. I think that that pretty much sums it up, really. And uh, they, you couldn't fault the work rate, the effort. I think that they probably got the, the mentality right as well. The crowd, it was a, a big crowd at the stadium as well, created plenty of noise. Wasn't exactly a high tempo from the start, but they did create a, you know, a decent opportunity pretty early on after just three minutes where Valbuena saw an effort tipped over the bar. They hit the woodwork twice in the first, first half. There was always in the back of your mind thinking there could be a threat on the counter-attack from Sevilla. And I, thought, I think that that really helped them because maybe it just restricted Leon a little bit in terms of how much they wanted to commit going forward. And, of course, Sevilla had hit the post in the first half through Vitolo as well. But I think that you have to give, although that uh, Leon had chances, you have to give a lot of credit to the defensive performance of Sevilla, who got the approach just about right, really, in the circumstances, away from home, knowing that it was a game that they didn't have to win. They just needed to avoid defeat by two goals and three clean sheets on their travels in the group stage. I mean, that, that's very good indeed. Is this further evidence of, of them maturing as a, as a European side? Do you think? I think it's seven years since they've yeah. that they've reached the last 16. And if so, if they can keep clean sheets away and they're always going to score goals at home, they could be a, a tidy prospect in the first knockout round. Yeah, that's what I'm, why I'm highlighting the fact that they've kept those clean sheets, really, because going away from home in the UEFA Champions League has been their problem over recent years. Um, you know, that Dinamo Zagreb victory was their first, I think, since 2009 away from home in the UEFA Champions League. So it had been a while. But to, to keep the to restrict the opposition, as they have done this season, away from home, that is clear progress. And that, it's even more impressive, Chris, when you think that there's been a, a, a change in approach, a change of style that was that brought that came with the change of manager with Emery moving on with uh, with uh, Sampaoli coming in that that has brought differences there were they spent a fair bit of money over the summer as well and I think that you know if you looked at their league position right now in in the Spanish top flight and you also look at the fact that they've got through to the the round of 16 of the UEFA Champions League arguably they're ahead of schedule and under the new head coach Adam thank you very much uh, we'll get your man of the match shortly uh, from Leon nil, Sevilla nil. Adam Summerton, our commentator for that one. The other game in that group was a 2-0 win for Juve over Dinamo Zagreb, and it sees Juve uh, guaranteed as group winners of the section. Gonzalo Higuain, one of the goal scorers there. Rigani, the other. Juve win the group with 14 points. Sevilla second with 11. Leon have eight, and they go into the UEFA Europa League now. Sevilla won't defend their title in that competition. <laughs> They've won three times. And Dinamo Zagreb, uh, zero points, bottom of the group. Uh, group E now, uh, Spurs with the three. 3-1 win against Cieska Moskva. And that sees Tottenham into the next round of the UEFA Europa League. They couldn't progress in the UEFA Champions League ahead of kickoff. One of their goal scorers was Harry Kane on the night. And he's delighted that Spurs have finally broken their Wembley hoodoo. That's what we wanted to put right. Obviously, uh, a lot of people have been talking about it. And uh, so uh, it was good to go out there today and, and uh, win that game. And now, obviously, uh, yeah, into the Europa League, which we'll be playing here again. So now we can build on this and uh, hopefully go far in that competition. Chris, you just sent Spurs needed that. And while they've mm. been 
uh, sort of going on this great run in the Premier League, sort of in unbeaten terms, they probably haven't been winning as many games as they would have liked. Absolutely. And I think when your manager says it's vital that we, we win and go through to the UEFA Europa League, and is already talking about winning that competition, by the way, I think uh, once he puts, puts that, lays down that marker, I think you do have to win it. And having gone behind, there were, there were murmurings, you know, would this be another week where they'd have to feel questions about this young team? Yes, they're great in the Premier League that they know, but on the European stage, can they step up, etc.? I think they answered a few questions. Deli Ali, really good goal. Uh, Harry Kane scored as well. Ultimately, they definitely deserve to beat Sieska on Leonard Slutsky's last match in charge after seven years. And, and they did the job, Tottenham, and, and exactly how they approach the UEFA Europa League, I think, will partly be determined with where they are in the Premier League come February. If they are well off the pace for the top four, then all of a sudden maybe... Their attention turns to that. Priority. If they're, if they're in the top four, you can understand... Perhaps they'll look to that competition, the Premier League, as opposed to European glory. Well, Spurs uh, finished third in the section. Leverkusen finished second. They got a 2-0 win, uh, a 3-0 win, I should say, against Monaco in the end. But Monaco changed their team a lot, Chris. And, and we were speaking before, you do fancy them to have a decent run in the competition. Yeah, I think you can almost you can scratch this result off, frankly. They were already through as group winners. They're in a really good title race in Liga. They, they rested most of their first team, in all honesty. They are a young, dynamic side, so giving, giving players a break is important. Leverkusen, fair play. You can only beat what's in front of you, and they did comfortably. But I think, I think Monaco are, are a team to avoid. They're not a Dortmund or a Barcelona when it comes to group winners, but if any side draws them and thinks, yes, we've got Monaco, I think they'll have a, they might have a bit of a surprise. Well, do you remember February. Arsenal? Yeah. When was that, a couple of seasons ago? Just going to say, two years ago, Arsenal yeah. thought, and then the first game was, was in London. And uh, I think I think Monaco won 3-1. 3-1, and Arsenal won 2-0 away. Yeah. Yeah, and went out. OK, we'll see how Monaco get on in the competition. Group winners with 11 points. Bayer, 10 points. Spurs, 7. Ceska, final game for Lennon Slutsky, by the way. Chris, didn't talk about that. Yeah, I mean, wonderful. Seven years in charge, three league titles. Most uh, most games ever in charge of the football club. He, he, leaves, he leaves a legend. It didn't matter what happened on Wednesday night. He'll be sorely missed, and... And where CS could go from here will be interesting. They're now into their winter break, so they've got three months to try and get over the fact they've got no European football. But Leonard Slutsky will, uh, will forever be remembered at, at Siesca. Certainly will. Uh, finally, Group G, Porto 5, Leicester nil. A much changed Leicester City team. But that victory for Porto sees them finish second behind Leicester uh, in the standings, and they go through to the round of 16. Uh, Leicester manager Claudio Ranieri admits it was a step up in opposition tonight. Port Atom is very strong, but we were very, very light, not so strong. I was very, very sad because uh, my players lost a great chance to show me they deserve to, to play, you know, in the first 11. Now I'm very clear my idea about all my players and uh, we have to work hard together now because we are thinking about the Premier League is not so good Premier League and then we have to restart slowly slowly together to start to stop to lose in the Premier League now. Uh, Claudio Ranieri there, Copenhagen 2-0 winners at Club Brugge, they go into the UEFA Europa League, Porto through to the UEFA Champions League. What did you make to Ranieri's sentiments there, Chris? I think it was quite strong. You know, he rested pretty much all of his all of his regulars. Morgan played, but there was no Huth, there was no Mares, there was no Vardy, there was no Slimani, there was there was no Ron Robert Zila. And saying there that some of those players uh, didn't prove that they should be playing for Leicester City was uh, was was quite strong from Claudio Ranieri, who has 
before the round of 16. Some big matches to pick up points because Leicester City aren't far off the bottom three in the Premier League. And as he said there, some of their second string maybe didn't show him exactly what he wanted in Portugal. No, Leicester City, though, do win the group 13 points, Porto 11. They're through with them, Copenhagen 9. Club Riga no points and out of European competition for the year. OK, it's time for Man of the Match. Phil Blacker has turned on his microphone. He's ready to give us his Man of the Match. <laughs> Who gets it? Real Madrid-Dortmund. I had to think about this one, actually. I kind of felt it should have been a Dortmund play, given the way that the game finished. But theirs was such a collective effort that I've, uh, I've gone against that temptation and given it to Benzema. Ah, very good. OK, Adam, Man of the Match from Lyon against Sevilla, that 0-0 draw. Yeah, I think Ibora in front of the back three was very important in terms of restricting uh, Lyon. Valbuena was probably the best player for the home side. Chris, man of the match from any of the other games? I'm going to go with uh, Andre Silva. Such a young talent. Two goals for Porto, ultimately enough to, uh, to put them through and to put Leicester to the sword. OK, gents, thank you very much. It's been great fun uh, this evening. That's all we have time for on Match Day Live on another exciting night in the UEFA Champions League where we confirmed the lineup for the knockout stages. On Tuesday, it was all about Group B as three clubs battled it out for the top two spots and it was the two teams in Lisbon that progressed to the knockout stages despite Napoli's victory over Benfica. In Group D, Atletico finished top, even with a defeat at Bayern, who progressed as group runners-up. Elsewhere, Arsenal picked Paris Saint-Germain to top spot in Group A in dramatic scenes. And in Group C, Barcelona made it five wins out of six as they put four past Borussia Mönchengladbach. On Wednesday, Dortmund equalised in the dying minutes against Real Madrid to finish top of Group F and break the record of goals scored in a group stage campaign with 21 over their six matches. While Lyon and Sevilla couldn't be separated as they played out an exciting 0-0 draw in France with Sevilla progressing, leaving Juve top of Group H after their win over Dinamo. Join us from 1930 CET on Tuesday the 14th of February and Wednesday the 15th of February when we move into the knockout stages of the UEFA Champions League and the draw takes place on Monday, December the 12th on UEFA.com. But for now, from Adam Summerton, Phil Blacker, Chris Parrott and me, Rob Daly, and the rest of the Match Day Live team, we wish you a fantastic festive period. Join us again in the new year. Mertens dummies the shot into the penalty. Oh, it's a super goal. Lovely feint and dribble from Dries Mertens. He's scored one and made one and made the difference for Napoli. It's Lewandowski, it's a wonderful goal, right into the top left-hand corner, and Robert Lewandowski has put Bayern in front. Here come Madrid again with a ball in from James Rodriguez, it's 2-0 this time, it's Benzema again. He's on the end of it with a header at the far post, Benzema doubles his and his team's tally. And then trying to turn defence into attack with a well-weighted ball for Obama Yang taking on, Sergio Ramos delivers into the middle, equalising goal! Marco Royce has got the touch! Two behind to level it. And they're going through as group winners as it stands. Incredible comeback. You've been listening to UEFA Champions League Matchday Live.